Are you ready to be inspired, challenged, and strengthened in your faith walk? Are you ready to get breakthrough from those old cycles and thought patterns that you just can't seem to get freedom from? Then you've come to the right place. You are going to get freedom, you are going to get breakthrough, and you are going to get healing because that's the life that Jesus paid for. This podcast is not just talk. We're going to live it. I want to personally welcome you to my little podcast corner. My name is Jillian Ahonen, and I am so excited for what God's going to do through our time together today. Whether you're driving in traffic to work, out on a morning run, or sipping your coffee in a comfy chair, let's get our hearts ready for today's word. Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of Not Just Talk. As you already know, my name is Jillian Ahonen. If you're new here, I want to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for carving out time to join me today. If you've been hanging out with me for the last couple of weeks, awesome. I'm excited you're back. And I'm also excited for today's message because I really believe that this is something that most of us skip and don't connect with. And too many of my brothers and sisters in Christ are living with stress that you don't have to live with. Jesus wants us to live in peace. It's part of what we have in him as Christians, as Christ followers. We have the Holy Spirit in us, which means we have access to a supernatural peace. A lot of times what happens is we are not managing our time well, or we're taking on things that God hasn't given us the grace to manage in that season. So I really want to talk about those things today. I want to talk about whether or not you have knots in your stomach. Does your chest feel heavy? Do you wish you had more hours in a day? Maybe you even wish you could clone yourself. Maybe your life demands and expect and the expectations that have been put on you are causing you to feel like you just desperately need that vacation. I want you to realize that you can be literally flooded with a supernatural peace no matter what you're walking through and no matter what's going on in your week, right now, today, seriously. We live in a culture that has almost normalized living stress to the point that many believe if they're not stressed, they're not doing enough. I, I, I don't even think it's a conscious thing. I think it's more of a subconscious thing that we're not even connecting with what our mind is telling us. It's almost like the opposite of stress equals lazy and not good enough. I see this a lot in my family of faith. I'm literally watching people burn out quickly and crawl their way through the week, just barely making it to Sunday. I want to help you come out of agreement with stress and into agreement with the peace that Jesus says belongs to you. If Jesus says peace is ours, then we should probably be living in peace, not stress, anxiety, worry, right? I mean, if that's what the Bible says is ours, then we need to be mindful of what we're accepting and living with daily. Before we dive into this message... I have to tell you, this podcast thing is becoming less and less awkward for me. For those of you who don't know, I'm literally the last person who should have a podcast. I think God is hilarious. I was not tech savvy when I first started out with everything. I mean, everything that I put out that's technical, it's 100% the Holy Spirit working through me. (laughs) But seriously, I don't do technology. I don't do microphones. I don't understand this stuff. It makes my brain hurt to figure out. I'm a a paint-a-piece-of-furniture, drive-off-road-in-my-suburban sunset chaser, okay? That is the truth. And the funniest thing about this all, I have to tell you, these are are good confessions, right? I don't even listen to podcasts. And it's not that I don't want to because I've 
really heard that there's a ton of good podcasts out there. People that I love have podcasts. I just don't have time. (laughs) So when God told me about a year and a half ago that this season of ministry, he wants me to start a podcast, I was like, are you for real? God has 100% led my search and graced me with a mind to retain way too much information. And so here we are. I have a podcast, but I have to tell you really funny parts of this, okay? So here we are. I have a podcast. I'm understanding everything. I figured out, you know, microphones and editing and all that fancy schmancy stuff. Now the adventure of finding a spot that's quiet where I'm going to get little distractions and little interruptions. Now in my busy life with my family and all my kids home and my husband working from home, he's traveling this week, but you know, when he is home. Finding a spot has been ridiculous. So my first spot for my first episode, you'll you'll funny if you, it's funny if you go back and listen to them, you'll you'll probably hear the sound difference. Maybe I don't know. But my first spot was in my downstairs closet underneath my stairwell, and I'm down there recording, and it's it's a super tight squeeze. So I'm on my knees, and okay, so here's another backstory. One day I decided to tear off my carpet on my stairs because it was dirty, nasty, and I was just tired of looking at it. And no, we have not bought new carpet and done anything with our stairs. So there it is left under construction, but it doesn't have the dirty carpet. So I'm perfectly content. Anyway, so I'm down in the the closet underneath the stairwell and I'm getting ready to record and I hear my dog running down the stairs and you hear a little pause, just like click, 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 click all the way down. And I'm sure my microphone was picking up all of that. Then the doorbell rings. Then the dog starts barking. Now she's looking for me. So she's sniffing underneath the door. Meanwhile, all of this is happening. Remember, I'm sitting on my knees trying to record this and my whole leg falls asleep. I had to stand up and I'm like stomping my foot out trying to get the blood circulating again going, oh my gosh, this is not going to (laughs) work. I was able to get through it and obviously had to make a lot of cuts with that one. But so that was my first recording spot. My second recording spot, I tried to do it in my Suburban. And after spending an hour trying to figure out where to put my microphone and hook that up so that I can talk into it freely because I'm Italian, I move my hands when I talk, and that wasn't working. So after a half an hour of sweating in my car because I didn't want to waste gas, I just went home. And let's see, where was my net? Oh, then another recording spot that I tried was my office. And oh, it was so comfortable. Everything fit perfectly. My microphone attached to my desk just so beautifully. And when I listened back to the episode, I just heard an echo. It was driving me crazy. I'm like, okay, this is not working. So my my husband suggested our closet. So here I am. This is my new spot. I've got a little TV tray. I can fit a chair in here so my feet aren't going to fall asleep. And um, with all the clothes and the carpet, you know, we've got a good, got a good sound booth in here. So anyway, I just wanted, I, I, I think like it's one thing to record a podcast. It's another to get a little visual of what I have going on in my life. So there you go. All right. So peace. We're talking about peace today. There are many different ways stress and anxiety can creep into our lives, but today we're going to specifically talk, like I mentioned earlier, about managing our life responsibilities, making sure that we're taking care of what God has for us in each season, not living overextended. 
I think a lot of times we carry this pressure to be all for everyone and fill our plate with responsibilities far too high with obligations that we feel we have to say yes to and end up wearing ourselves too thin. We even have this new trend in the Christian community with the word hustle attached to it. I see it all the time on Instagram. Realistically, when you study the life of Jesus, he says, get away with me, be still, be at his feet and hear him. Busy is not better. It takes us out of sync with living connected to the vine. Too many feel the need to be busy and oftentimes it's actually coming from an unhealthy need in them that really is struggling with stillness. And we need to identify what's driving us on a regular basis. So many are entering into this normal way of living and too many of us are burning the wick on both ends of the candle, praying for peace, hoping for life to calm down so that they can relax a bit. I think a lot of times people are living with a subconscious belief system that says stress is just a part of life. Um, not as a believer. How can we possibly enjoy the life we've been given if we're stressed out all the time? The truth is, if we're living with stress from busy, we have most likely taken on more than God has asked us to. We need to learn to connect with what's driving us to live at full throttle until we crash at the end of the day and ask ourselves if we're honoring God with our time. Too many are saying yes to good things, but they are not God things, and we need to pause. We need to check in with God, and we need to find out if everything we've said yes to was his will or our own. With life stresses at an all-time high in our culture, we end up turning to unhealthy coping mechanisms like overeating or alcohol or vegging out, numbing out one way or another. Without realizing it, we're so stressed and we're living disconnected from God, even though we might not think we are. If we have too many things going on in our life, we are disconnected from him. That's just a reality that we need to own and accept. And what happens is we end up turning to unhealthy patterns and behaviors behaviors and coping mechanisms in order to feel okay. It's a terrible cycle and it's not God's heart for his children. Also, I want you to realize that there is a major rise in autoimmune diseases and the number one cause stems from stress. Our bodies were never designed to live in stress and we need to take back some ways the enemy has fooled us into believing this way of living is God honoring. And a lot of us are believing this, we're overextending ourselves, we're missing out on the simplicity and the peace-filled, rich and satisfying life that Jesus came to bring us. Honestly, even our overstimulated minds from scrolling too much on our phones is a problem. This is another stay busy problem that knocks so many of us out of peace and we're not even connecting with it. I talk about the overstimulated mind in my book, Life is Muddy, and how our brains are not designed to take on that much information all at once. It's costing us the ability to remain calm and at peace with what's in front of us, living connected, living with purpose. Have you ever just snapped at your family for something stupid because whatever it is that they did or said just kind of triggered you to a snapping point? Are you finding that you're doing that daily? Consider the amount of time that you're checked out on your phone or researching, mindlessly scrolling, whatever your pleasure. Consider that habit is creating a stress in your life that you're not even aware of. When our minds are so overstimulated from that constant taking in information state, even good information, then anything outside of our own head becomes a stressor and it leads us to snapping. I found in the last couple of weeks that I'm picking up my phone in 
those small, I don't have anything to do moments. And I'm kind of like filling my time with mindlessly scrolling. And I'm like, whoa, I know better. And so I'm pulling back and I'm being more intentional with my time this week. I just wanted to throw that out there for consideration. Consider fasting from scrolling or on social media or set a timer on your phone to really see how much time am I spending with my face and my screen. That alone will take background in your life and bring you to a more peaceful place in your mind and heart. Instead of picking up your phone, connect with God. Take in your environment. Go for a walk. Breathe in the blessings in your actual life instead of staring at someone else's or the latest sports stat or depressing news on the TV or how bad the market is right now. I promise it's a game changer that is going to lead you to a well of peace. I know what my days feel like when my face has been in the screen too much. My kids end up stressing me out when they're just acting like kids, and that's just not fair. It's not God-honoring at all. The Word of God tells us to guard our hearts and minds, and this is one of the ways we can remain in peace. Our minds can literally be a war zone of way too much information and too many obligations. I've lived through many different seasons in my life. Some so busy you'd think that my head was going to explode and you're going, there is no way she's living at peace. But I am because I had God's grace over it and it was the season that I needed to take care of and manage a lot of things and God's grace was sufficient and I remained in peace. I've also had seasons where I'm sitting there going, I really don't have that much going on. I'm taking care of my minimal responsibilities. So sure, I can commit to that. And it ends up feeling heavy because God didn't give me the green light. But based on my human understanding, it kind of just made sense. I ended up feeling really weighed down and stressed out. And I was totally knocked out of peace. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Leaning on our human understanding versus seeking God's wisdom is negatively affecting our lives in so many different ways, and we need to start to connect with it. If we're feeling stressed, we've got to stop, connect with God, and seek him. Yes, right smack in the middle of busy. Choose to stop and fight for that peace that is beyond human understanding that's mentioned in Philippians 4.7 and check in to discover where it's coming from. Like I mentioned last week, or maybe it was the week before, but I've learned the value in evaluation, never letting my human understanding override God's lead in my life. Jesus promised us a rich and satisfying life. That's John 10.10. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Remaining in step with Jesus is the key to experiencing all that God has for us. But we're also given some responsibilities that keep us in peace, unlocking that rich and satisfying life. You see, the enemy wants us to live in turmoil. And since he's the thief mentioned in John, we need to become mindful of how we've burned ourselves out, realizing that we become susceptible to his attacks and his schemes when our guard is down and we're tired. I'm not going to list all the scriptures that talk about how we should be living in peace at all times, but you can seriously open up the Bible for yourselves. There are way too many scriptures in the Bible that tells us that we should be living in peace, we should be walking in peace, we should be experiencing peace, we should be giving peace. We're called peacemakers. The list is endless. Peace is ours. Rather than just trying to prove to you that God wants you to live in peace today, I'd rather just get, get practical. I want you to stop and check in with your plate of responsibilities. Seriously, you guys, we need to learn to prioritize. In order to know what your priorities are in your current season, you have to look at your responsibilities that no one else can do but you. I'm not talking about your talents, okay? I'm talking about the things that God has given you specifically to manage that belong to you 
And yes, this includes taking care of yourself. I was a health and wellness coach years ago before God led me to the next. And uh, one of the things that I would hear from my clients all the time is I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to meal prep. I don't have time to plan. Well, the truth is you can make time and you have to look at what you're doing in your life And are you doing some things that you shouldn't be doing that's costing you your own personal health? The truth is, if you're not taking care of yourself properly, you're not going to have the health and energy to manage your other responsibilities well. This is a medical fact, okay? Hear me when I say your health and how you take care of you will set you up to take care of everything God has for you better. I know that you are lying to me if you say you don't care about that. I know that you want to be better and you want to feel better throughout your day, right? You better have said yes. (laughs) Sometimes it's not necessarily how busy you are that's wiping you out. It's that you don't have the healthiest lifestyle habits. And I can relate, okay? I battled emotionally eating as I shared in last week's episode. You can go back and listen to that. I don't want to recap. But one of the thoughts that truly changed my life was realizing that if I want to keep up with my growing family, I need to be strong and healthy, not just mentally and spiritually, but physically also. As a mom who's birthed five kids and now an ama of soon-to-be two sweet boys, yes, my son-in-law and my daughter are expecting their second baby boy. Super exciting. And yeah, I want to be that active grandma that keeps up with them. Actually, I just posted a picture on my social media the other day of me on those little rocking thingies. I don't know, at the playground, the rocky thing. And and I've got um, Oliver sitting in my lap and I'm just taking in the moment. And when I went to bed that night, I was like, you know what? Thank you, God, for showing me how important my health is, that I can enjoy this season with so much energy. It's so fun. But on top of that, I run a ministry. I've got to manage my home. I'm homeschooling my last three kids that are still at home with me. I've got other things that I'm responsible for in this season. So I need good energy. This includes good quality sleep. With that being said, we're going to talk about time blocks. We don't need more hours in a day like you might be thinking or like you maybe have said. God gave us specific boundaries and within those boundaries we're to be intentional with what we're doing. He gave us 24-hour time increments. We have 24 hours every single day and this needs to include the minimum required sleep per night. For most adults, that's seven hours. For me personally, I'm best at eight which means I have to discipline myself to shut down at a certain time in order to get that good amount of sleep. In order to make sure I get good rest, I have to know what time my day needs to start and what time my day needs to end. You might think that that's crazy, but because I've stuck with this, I get good sleep 99% of my life. Seriously, I very rarely don't get enough sleep and I very rarely have nights where I'm kept up for some unknown reason other than kids getting sick. I mean, we're not talking about that, okay? Like, That's just normal part of parenting. For me, in this current season, I'm asleep by nine and I'm up by five. I'm not on my phone before I go to bed to keep my brain stimulated. I don't watch TV or anything. In order to get that good sleep at that hour, I need to position myself to be able to fall asleep. I don't know if you know this, maybe you already do, but our brains can keep us up when they're activated. This was one of the health commitments that I made to myself over 15 years ago where I just turn off the TV, I turn off screens, and I start to have this quiet, calm time where I have my bedtime routine, I pray with my kids, and then I can just go right to bed. I fall asleep faster than my husband. I know for most women, you're like, what? I wish I could fall asleep faster than my husband, but I've had to position myself for this because it wasn't always the case for me. 
with having this kind of strategy for my life and prioritizing and managing my time well, taking care of my health, getting good sleep, um, it also means that I'm rarely going to say yes to something that's going to keep me up too late. If I'm up late, I start my day later. I might skip out on my Jesus time to get into my office to get my work done because then I got to go do school, you know, all these things that I have. And I end up feeling like I'm playing catch up all day. It's just not worth it to me. I would personally rather say no and disappoint someone knowing I'm taking care of my own responsibilities, especially my home and my family. And with that, I know that I'm not disappointing God. And that's another thing that I really had to wrestle out. I had to come out of agreement with that people-pleasing mentality and feeling guilty and feeling bad like I was letting people down. When I really started to connect with God's heart for me individually, I started to realize that I needed to get rid of those layers in my life. I talk about that in my book, Life is Muddy. We talk about living for an audience of one and what that looks like. We talk about a lot of ways that we can get knocked out of peace Um, actually in both of my books from different perspectives. So if you haven't read either one of those, they're really good resources. If you find that you live with stress, worry, anxiety, and they come from two different angles, both really good. Back to today's angle, our life plate. So anyway, I was saying that I know what to say yes to and what to say no to, and most likely I'm going to say no to something that's going to keep me up later. Unless, of course, I'm invited to speak in an event. Obviously, that's going to keep me up later, but I already know those are God yeses because I've sought his will in this season for my life, and he's already shown me what to expect and what to say yes to. I'm mostly talking about my regular everyday routine that keeps me in peace and not stressed. I have to go to bed at a certain time. <laughs> like I said, seasons will change. Totally shifting gears, not talking about bedtime, but he's even shifted my seasons and what I'm supposed to be doing with my ministry. Years ago, I had a park ministry for women. It was called Rise, and the the catchphrase was, or tagline, whatever you want to call it, was, at some point in your life, you have to make a decision to rise. And we met every week, and I brought a message, and we had prayer time and fellowship time, and we got to really process through the word that God gave me. The kids were playing at the park. I had my daughter and her friend that would oversee the kids so that they were all safe and protected. Anyway, I was doing that, and I was also running my photography business, and all of a sudden, my photography business that I absolutely love doing and it was growing and it was booming. I mean, I started getting asked to go down to San Diego, to Orange County, Ventura County. I I started traveling. So my business was growing. I was loving every second of it. It was a nice creative outlet for me. And all of a sudden it became so heavy that I just didn't feel the same anymore. I didn't have that energy and that peace to take care of it. It actually became very stressful. And it had nothing to do with whether or not I liked it. I love photography. I love my clients. I loved every single part of it. But for that season, it became very stressful for me. I had to connect with that. I had to go to the Lord and say, what's going on? And he very clearly told me that I was stepping into a new season and that I could cling to it and do both, or I could release it, surrender it to him, give that season of my life a, a a closed chapter and move on to what he had next for me through ministry. That was really hard for me. I felt like I was going to let a lot of people down, a lot of my clients down. It was coming into that busy year, back to school pictures, Christmas picture. It just, 
there's a busy time of year with photography and I was moving into it. So I really had to wrestle that one out. And when I chose to lay it down, I cannot even tell you the peace that flooded me. I felt free. I felt amazing. I felt alive again. The heaviness that was coming down on me, I it was gone. It was completely lifted and it was all from a decision. I hadn't even made any changes yet. It was just the decision to trust that it was time to let something go so that I can move into the new. And from there, it's changed. I don't have the park ministry anymore. And then I've done other things through my ministry. I was even coaching one-on-one for a season. And the Lord had me bring that to a close so that I could step into something else. So paying attention to my change in season and continually checking in with God rather than leaving him in the dust or just assuming that I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing. I pay attention to what I'm feeling, what I'm experiencing. I get with him and a lot of times he's got a course change or he wants me to let go of something or I've said yes to something that he didn't really give me the grace to do it. This is how I stay in peace. Each year, I actually really spend some time and I pray into my season and I ask the Lord what this season is going to look like. I'm not legalistic to it. I'm movable. God can do something different, you know, and give me those sharp left turns that I wasn't expecting. So it's it's not like I'm so set in stone that I'm unable to move with him. It's more just kind of a bird's eye view of what he has for me in the next season. When we go to God and we take in what our priorities are in each season, what God has for us in each season, it makes it really, really easy for those random, hey, you want to do this? Or hey, can you do that? And all these other things that stretch us too thin because now we know what to say yes to and what to say no to. Because come on, let's be real. All the obligations that fly at us in just one day and the many ways people need us, it's so easy to feel like we have to say yes, right? But when God doesn't ask us to, we have the confidence to say no. This also includes serving at church, okay? So I want you to not just look at this in your personal life or maybe in your career, but also serving in church and the obligations that may be coming at you with that. If you're doing something that God has not asked you to do, you're not going to have the sufficient grace that's available to you to actually manage it and handle it. We can't be all to everyone. We just need to be in the will of God. That right there is going to lead you to an inner peace that's inexplainable. Knowing what God's will is in each season will set you up to handle those life hurdles and unexpected events that happen in a day that a too full plate doesn't have time for. You know what I'm talking about, right? There are so many things that can happen in a day like you can't find your shoes, you can't find your purse, you can't find your keys. And when your life plate isn't so full and heavy like you're barely managing it as it as it is, those little hiccups and hurdles that happen in a day don't trip you up that bad. It's more just like, oh my gosh, okay, got to take some extra time to do this. But life wasn't running at full speed ahead. And so these little mishaps that happen, you have time for. There's actually been seasons in my life where I had to say no to something that made absolutely no sense. I went to the Lord with an opportunity that was given to me and he was telling me no And it didn't make any sense to me because I felt like I had time. I felt like it was in agreement with the vision that he had already given me for the season. But he said no. And I chose to be obedient to that. It was not even a month later where I literally hit so many life storms. And I 
I just emotionally needed to just crawl into Jesus's lap and sit with him. Had I said yes and busied myself and committed to things that God told me to say no to, I wouldn't have had this opportunity to have that still quiet time with God where I could stay in peace. He could heal my heart. He could carry me through it. I would have been so stretched then with all the other obligations. I was able to sit and reflect with that reality. And I was like, wow, God, I chose to obey you, having no idea of the storm up ahead, but because you knew what was up ahead and I trusted and I yielded to you, I'm able to stay at peace through this without all those other obligations stretching me. It's incredible when we do life with God. All right, so here's an example of my own personal priorities in this season. I'm just going to kind of give you an example so that you can understand what I'm talking about when I talk about priorities. So picture a plate. I did this demonstration years ago, and it was actually funny because I didn't expect it to turn out the way it did. I had this picture in my mind, and I had a plate, and in the center of the plate, I drew a circle, and I put God. And then I took my list of responsibilities, which is my health, my marriage, my kids, my home, my ministry and then my personal relationships and I drew how do I explain this I drew compartments out so it looked like a sun on a plate if that makes sense so each portion of the plate like a piece of the pie I wrote what that priority was and what was so funny is I put God in the middle and I had a jar of coins and I I said look you got to put God first because when you put God first he's going to help you sift out where your time belongs what you need to invest in and I poured the coins in the middle of the plate where God was and I'm not kidding you the coins disperse so evenly all over the plate and it was a perfect picture of what happens when we make God the center of our lives everything becomes equal and manageable and we're investing in a way that keeps our plates balanced and I had it on my hand and it was balanced it wasn't tipping to one side so that it was falling over really cool demonstration but obviously I can't do that on a podcast so what I just want you to do is I want you to picture a plate and in the center of that plate you draw a circle and you put God okay most people picture a list in order and God is at the top of that list but I want to paint a better picture of what it should look like for each of us when God is at the center of everything we do and he's invited into each area of our lives we're living with him all day every day in all things and this is what it means to remain connected to the vine this powerful truth will open you up to live with a well of peace all day every day because now God is woven into the details of your life Also remember, like I mentioned earlier, peace is produced by the Holy Spirit when we're living in sync with him. You know, the fruit of the Spirit, he produces this in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The peace should be evident in our lives as followers of Jesus, so God needs to be the center of all we do. And if our lives are too busy, he's not in the center, we're stressed out, we're actually squelching the Holy Spirit from moving freely in us and through us, producing that peace. You see how this all goes together? Okay, back to my priorities. I've got God at the center of all things, my personal time with him in the secret place, my health, my marriage, my children, my home, my extended family, which is my daughter, my son-in-law, my growing family, my ministry. And each season of ministry, I go to God and I ask him how he wants me to serve my family of faith and what his will is in each season. I know I mentioned earlier that I used to coach. Maybe I didn't mention it earlier. Either way, I'm going to mention it now. 
through my ministry, I was coaching clients one-on-one. And I'm very intentional when I know that I'm called to do other things and I don't have time to take on the clients individually. And I'm willing to set that aside so that I can, you know, really give my all in 100% to what's in front of me and what God is having me do. So in this season right now, one of my prayers before I stopped taking on any more clients was, Lord, how do I reach more people? How do I better use my time? I only have so many hours in a day. I, like I said, I homeschool, my husband travels. I'm basically a part-time single mom and I wanted to make a greater impact with my limited time. And it's so funny because through that prayer was when the Holy Spirit started putting podcasts on my heart. So here I am, I'm sitting in my closet (laughs) recording a podcast sharing something that I would only be able to say to one person at a time without even realizing that prayer that was on my heart that the Holy Spirit led me to pray and simultaneously God is asking me to start a podcast. I had no idea that he was actually shifting me into a new season where I can make a greater impact with my very small amount of time that I have in the season. So it's really cool. When you listen to God and you follow him, these really cool things happen. You can't plan it. Okay, I, I, I'm not that strategic, you guys. I can't make this stuff up. I've learned that when God puts something on my heart, I most likely have to be willing to let go of something else in order to fully step into it and give it 100%. One thing I've noticed with my family of faith is that when God puts something new on their heart, they think they just add it to the pile of everything else they're already doing, and then they get led to burnout. If you're honest with yourself today, that continual pattern and habit of adding more and more to your plate has cost you something else. Something else in your life has fallen apart, whether it's a relationship or your peace with your kids and your connection with them, time with family, maybe your health, maybe your eating habits, maybe not exercising, something in your life. Maybe you're just living in a really messy house and you don't have time to clean it. I will tell you, taking care of my home is on my top priority list. I am a firm believer that part of my design was to care for my environment. That's all the way back in Genesis when God made Adam and Eve. He designed them and created them to take care of their environment. So it is woven into our design to care for our environment. So that means for me, I make sure I have time to clean my house. Things we got to consider, right? Not the easiest, but we do need to consider these things. Now trust me, if I had the money, I might have a cleaning service come in and take care of my home for me. But at the same time, I know I'm perfectly capable and I just have to create space for it. So why not save the money anyway, you know? (laughs) Maybe there will be a day, but it's just not today. The other thing that's really important and, and part of my priorities is making sure that my marriage is nurtured and taken care of. Like I mentioned a little bit ago, my husband travels a lot and our schedules sometimes can be the total opposite. No matter what, we do not neglect pursuing time and making sure we have a date each week. Seriously, every week, as long as he's home, we have a date. It's very important for us. It doesn't matter how we feel or what we have going on. Even if we're not that happy with each other in the moment, actually, to me, that means the date is even more of a priority because if something is off, if we're not able to see eye to eye, if we're having a communication problem, going out on a date and 
doing something that we both love to do, pausing everything else, limiting the distractions. It really gives us that good quality time and that conversation that we really need to have without having it at home. And it's so beneficial to our marriage. So it doesn't matter what we have going on. We stop and connect without any distractions. I wasn't always able to do this. Not when I had little ones and I didn't have childcare. So I had to get creative. You have living room dates. You put your kids to bed. You carve out that space and that time. Light a candle. Get takeout and bring it home. Do something different so that you can nurture a marriage. I know many of you are probably in that season where you're like, oh yeah, wonderful for you, but I don't get to get out of the house. It's possible with some creativity and some intentionality. Even my oldest daughter, she's married now and she did that recently. She set everything up so that when her husband came home from work, they just had this living room date. I I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was in their living room. And she had candles and she ordered takeout and everything. and And it just, you know, they had a little living room picnic. You can have a date with your husband every week you just have to be intentional okay my marriage is top priority we make time we're intentional we create space and we don't fill it with more so that we can't stay connected too much space and time in between becomes a playing field for the enemy when we don't prioritize important relationships it gives too much room for tension to build even when we're not even aware that it's building and that right there is going to create stress the enemy also loves those gaps So if you're married, please make it a priority. Do you see where I'm going here? When we know what our priorities are in each season, we don't fill our calendar with things that will cause us to be unable to take care of what God has given us to take care of. We won't be so busy that we miss out on what's right in front of us, and we can actually enjoy what God has blessed us with because we're tending to it, we're taking care of it, we're nurturing it, we're building it up, we're sowing seeds, and we won't be so stretched thin that knots in our stomach and heaviness in our chest becomes our normal. God wants our normal to look very different than the world's version of normal. And that's another way we get to be a light, calling others to live in this freedom, joy, and peace that's ours through Jesus by managing our time well. If God says in him we have peace, then we need to make sure that we're intentionally fighting and remaining in that peace no matter what. Don't wait for the weekend if you're feeling stressed today. Don't live with a belief that says you just need to get this or that taken care of first, then you'll feel better. Don't believe that lie. Peace is yours right now. Take the time today to put a pause button on all you have going on. Get with God and invite him to speak into your season. Keep in mind, my responsibilities are going to look different than yours, so don't compare. Personally invite God into your season, list out what your real responsibilities are, and be willing to let some things go even if it means you might be letting someone down. If you're struggling to let something go, you have to be willing to ask yourself some questions. Am I living for God, myself, or others? What's driving my motives and my decisions and why is it so hard to say no? If your decisions are not God-led, it reveals a need in you that hasn't been met by Him, and without realizing it, you're seeking satisfaction through your own accomplishments or what you get from how others think and feel about you. It can temporarily bring happiness, but it comes at a cost, and it's not the lasting peace and joy that's found when we're living in sync with our Creator. Living outside of our God-woven design sets us up for stress. Ephesians 2.10 says we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. God already has a plan for your life. He has a plan for you in this season. I promise you there is nothing in this life that can satisfy like him. So when you connect with your creator and what he has for you in each season, learning to manage your time well and 
possibly letting some things go, you're going to be in step with his will, which is a peace-filled, rich, and satisfying life. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times, in every way. The Lord be with you all. That's my prayer for you today. Thank you for joining me today. I'm believing the Holy Spirit met you powerfully through this week's episode of Not Just Talk. Now for the real part. Let's take this conversation beyond talk and live it in our daily lives. Amen? Don't forget to check out my newly released book. I'm really excited. It's called Ripple Effect, a transformational journey into God's heart that will change you from the inside out. It's available now on your favorite online bookstore, Amazon, or you can order a signed copy direct through my website, jillianahonan.com. Also, did you know that we have a ministry app where you can receive direct notifications for everything we have going on beyond this weekly podcast? Just search Jillian Ahonan Ministries in your app store and download it for free. And please, I'd love to see your face on social media. Connect with me on my public Facebook page or on Instagram. I hang out there daily. Don't forget to subscribe and come back next week for another episode of Not Just Talk. Hugs and blessings, family.